Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news analysis and contacts from Taichung, Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. All right, happy Mid-Autumn Festival to everyone and up today on the show, Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe tackles a huge, massive problem. Oh, and Ke's also preparing to run for president. Freddie Lim launches another political grouping worth keeping an eye on. But up first, lots of headlines. Taiwan's monitor, monitoring indicators signaled steady growth in August after five straight months of sluggish growth. The composite index of monitoring indicators for August rose five points from a month earlier to 26 to flash a green light after flashing a yellow-blue light indicating economic sluggishness from March to July, according to the National Development Council. Industrial production in Taiwan got a boost from solid global demand for semiconductors and other high-tech devices to hit a new monthly high in August, up more than 4% from a year earlier. The nation's retail sales wrote, it rose 8.2% year-on-year to 334 billion NT, that's 11.39 billion U.S. last month. The previously hard-hit food and beverage sector sales increased 2% to 73.6 billion NT. The Department of Statistics De Deputy Director General describes the results as surprisingly strong. Convenience store, uh, convenience store sales grew 15.6%, while e-commerce and mail order sales increased 16.4%. Restaurant sales were up 4.7%, but catering and banquet sales dropped by 40%. The August unemployment rate stood at 3.99%, down 0.1 percentage points from a month earlier, indicating an improving domestic economy. Export orders rose on a year-on-year -year basis for the sixth consecutive month in August on the back of solid demand for electronic devices, which offset the impact of the pandemic on old economy industries. The United States ranked as the largest debtor to banks in Taiwan for the 20th consecutive quarter at the end of June with 91.9 billion U.S. dollars, according to the central bank. China was in second place with the exposure of Taiwanese banks hitting 47.77 billion U.S. dollars, or roughly half the exposure of the U.S., the theme of this year's LGBT Pride Parade in Taipei, the largest in East Asia, will be Beauty My Own Way, to celebrate people being true to themselves rather than conforming to society's gender expectations. The parade will be held on October 31st and start and end at Taipei City Hall Square. This year of the coronavirus, it will almost certainly be the largest in the world. Chinese spouses of Taiwanese citizens or foreign nationals legally resident in Taiwan who have a spousal certificate and are currently in China are now eligible to apply to enter Taiwan. All passengers flying from Taiwan to China must present negative coronavirus test results beginning October 12th. 
The Central Epidemic Command Center has suspended COVID-19 testing of all travelers arriving from the Philippines, except for those with symptoms, but said it will require all travelers from the Philippines to be tested before their mandatory 14-day quarantine period ends. Taxpayers in Taiwan are expected to be allowed to use their smartphones to file taxes in 2021, according to the Ministry of Finance. The legislature ground to a halt as KMT legislators occupied the speaker's podium to prevent Premier Su Zhenzhang from giving his first policy address of the session in protest at DPP policies on U.S. pork and beef imports allowing ractopamine. They also brought what appeared to be a larger-than-life, lifelike model of a pig, as you do. The new power party expressed disappointment as they'd prepared many questions for the premier, while legislator Chen Wei of the Taiwan State Building Party called the KMT lawmakers giant babies from China on social media. KMT chairman Johnny Chang, or Jiang Jitsun, has announced the party has collected 20,170 signatures for a food safety referendum aimed at halting port, the pork import policy. It also submitted a second petition containing 12,519 signatures for a ballot on holding referendums in conjunction with national or local elections. These are both first-stage signature collections. A second signature drive is necessary, which requires the signatures of 1.5% of voters, or 214,514 people exactly, before it goes to a referendum. The government is launching a loan program for self-employed artists, content creators, and other workers in creative fields. The government has set aside 10 billion NT for the program, which is limited to those aged between 20 and 45. The National Communications Commission has ruled that this month it will hold an administrative hearing on the CTITV's license renewal application. It is the first time that the commission is to hold an administrative hearing before reviewing the license renewal application of a TV news channel. CITV is deep blue and pro-China, and at one point dedicated 67% of its news coverage to Hanguoyu over one month. A group of DPP legislators has put forth a proposal for the government to set greenhouse gas emission targets aimed at achieving carbon neutrality by 2050. An ad published by the by Taiwan's Council of Agriculture on the Chinese language Facebook page for the magazine Scientific American has sparked controversy for allegedly making unproven assertions to defend the Taiwanese government's lifting of restrictions on U.S. pork imports containing ractopamine. Scientific American has removed the ad and issued an apology for neglecting scientific principles and media ethics. Taiwan will hold the October 10th National Day Banquet as scheduled, but it will be streamlined due to the pandemic. President Tsai Ing-wen and Taiwanese gay rights activist Chi Jiawei have been included in Time Magazine's 2020 list of the 100 most influential people in the world. 
The president's introduction was written by American Republican Senator Ted Cruz, while Chi's introduction was written by President Tsai herself. The Taiwan United Nations Alliance said that it was considering launching a petition for a referendum proposal to have the nation join the UN under the name Taiwan. Good luck, guys. You'll need it. Taiwan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs confirmed that prominent Czech Senator Jiri Drahos has postponed a planned visit to Taiwan from next month to early 2021 due to the worsening pandemic situation in his country. At the first EU investment forum, President Tsai Ing-wen said EU members should capitalize on the current circumstances and sign bilateral trade agreements, I'm sorry, bilateral investment agreements with Taiwan to further trade ties. All right, Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe has spoken out against fare evasion and other contraventions of MRT regulations after a city councilor claimed fare evasion has increased more than 13-fold since 2015. The scale of this fare evasion is truly staggering in its scale. In 2019, there were 481 cases of fare evasion. More than 20%, or 103 cases, were committed by 43 repeat offenders. That means that on any given day, there are likely one and one-third fair dodgers. And what about the ones not caught? There might even be as many as two or three per day. Now that is, a sh- that is shocking for a mass transit system serving a metropolitan area of 9 million people. Now, when I say shocking and truly staggering in scale, I mean shockingly tiny in scale. In New York, something like 20% avoided fares in 2019, costing the system an estimated 300 million U.S. dollars. It's doubtful the Taipei system loses more than 1,000 U.S. dollars a year. So get on it, America. Clearly saving that massive amount of money is a big priority. After being asked by a Taipei city councilor if he was thinking about running for president in 2024, Mayor Ke of the Taiwan People's Party said, quote, I am not thinking, I am directly preparing. Ke then said he thought he would have had a better chance of winning the presidency this year as opposed to 2024, but chose not to run because he had to take the Taipei Music Center, Taipei Performing Arts Center, and the Taipei Dome into account. If he had campaigned for the presidency this year, those projects would be in the toilet, he said. The constant change in who voters support in Taiwan over the last few years is terrifying. So he will continue to do what needs to be done and go with the flow, Ke added. Terrifying indeed. Ke has gone from his meteoric rise as a political independent and winning the mayorship of the capital twice to being the least popular local government head in the country. Asked about what he said, asked about that he said he had only come in last place the, because the public thinks he is not focusing on the city and is being unfairly accused of being soft on China. 
Now, on the China issue, on July 24th, I did a show on Ke's relationship to China, entitled Dangerous Pandering to the PRC by the Taipei Mayor, which, if you're interested in the issue, check out that show. In short, Ke either doesn't understand or doesn't care that often he is dancing to the Chinese Communist Party's United Front tune. Up to now, in spite of his party essentially copying and pasting the Tsai administration's stances on China, he himself has been trying to take a stance somewhere between the KMT and the DPP. The problem with this is that the KMT's stance is now far out of the mainstream, and the Tsai administration's stance is almost smack dab in the center of mainstream public opinion. Until he tackles this issue in a way that the electorate trusts, he'll, he'll be unelectable in 2024. If he does, voters may give him and his party a second look. Independent legislator Freddie Lim, or Lin Changzuo, has formed a progressive youth alliance with individuals across party lines to focus on constitutional, local, self-government, and land reform. The alliance would be a space for discussing, discussing national issues with members including like-minded people he has known since before he entered politics, he said. He went on to say Taiwan is at a historic juncture and faces a strategic opportunity to establish its national values and positions, build a progressive nation, and establish a key role in international society. The Taipei Times is reporting that an anonymous source told them that among the many issues discussed by the alliance have been the normal normalization of the three main branches of government, the executive, legislative, and judicial, and the uh, abolition of the control UN and the examination UN, a second wave of democratization, granting civil rights to 18-year-olds, increasing the number of at-large legislative seats, and creating a special law on nationality, territory, the national flag and anthem, as well as the nation's official name. Now, the highest profile get for the alliance is Democratic Progressive Party lawmaker Lai Pinyu. This is the second time Freddie Lim has been involved in a cross-party grouping. The first referred to itself as a front line on Taiwan's sovereignty. While he claims he has no current plans to form a new political party, he isn't ruling it out going forward. There are now easily enough defectors from the new power party to form a party, and one with a fair number of elected politicians. Being an independent allows considerable personal freedom, but there are institutional rules that benefit political parties. Political parties are eligible for subsidies, can form caucuses, and can nominate party list, or also called at-large, legislators. It is also helpful from a marketing perspective. The catch, as the DNPP knows well, that big egos and different agendas can make keeping a new party together a bit like herding cats. The Taiwan State Building Party is working to build a very different internal culture than the NPP to avoid those problems, which I covered in a previous show. According to their chairman, he isn't interested in absorbing the NPP defectors. Now, I'm watching closely for moves to create a new viable political party. 
All right, we have some great news. We have two new patrons on Patreon, Alice and Eliza. Welcome aboard on our ongoing project, and thank you very much for your support. It does mean a lot to us. Of course, hit like and subscribe, hit the bell if you're on YouTube, and of course, tune into the next show. And also, I've got a special guest coming up, uh, Professor Donghai, Professor uh, Eric Chu. Uh, he's going to be on the next Current Affairs Taiwan, so be sure to tune in for that. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw. 喜欢我的台湾狗了。